for downloading this podcast and welcome to Arrow Bandwidth, the podcast to help the channel better understand the trends, technologies and concepts that are facing the IT industry today. I'm your host, David Fern, and we hope you enjoy this Arrow production and please subscribe. Thanks. Hi, and welcome to a very special Arrow Bandwidth. In fact, this is going to be a series of Arrow Bandwidths because we are in Las Vegas, Sands Expo Center at... Delhi EMC World 2017, and I am joined by some uh, by, by one returning, two returning uh, friends of the show, and one of our colleagues from our US business. So, without further ado, let's start some introductions. So, to my uh, to my left, I have Lee Dunn from the uh, the UK. Uh, Dell EMC Business Development Manager. Fantastic. Uh, straight across, I have... You've got Mark Russell, Business Sector Manager for Dell EMC Business in the UK. And our special guest of the day... Adam Kafka, Dell EMC, uh, US. Technical, I guess, I suppose. I don't know. I'm technical guy. I suck. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mel's, Mel's, Mel's special technical guy, I think, is probably the best way to put it. There we go. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so, so over the next, um, next three days, it's quite a long conference, uh, and over the next three days, we're going to be basically bringing you... So we've got some of the guys from EMC coming on. We've got some of the guys from Splunk coming on. We're going to basically keep you up to date with all the things that are going on in the show, keep you up to date with all the things that are going on um, in the expo as, as a whole. Um, so we're actually on our Arrow stand in the... Uh, this is the Solutions Village? Solutions Expo. Solutions Expo. There you go. And we're running our um, How Happy Is... Delhi EMC World, and for those of you who listen to the podcast religiously, which I'm sure is most of you, um, we do actually, we've done a lot of how happies, but I think this is going to be a really, really interesting one, because uh, essentially we've taken our how happies concept and really brought it into a human human nature. We've taken over. We have taken over, and I'm quite proud of that. I think you should be very proud of it. I think you've done a phenomenal job. Yeah, I think um, we have. I, I think it's fair to say we look at our stand today, and there is a lot of people there. Yeah, we've, we've done a lap already today, and this is easily the busiest stand. Yeah, easy. And this is literally, so this is the night. This is um, 3.37 in the morning, or for you Americans, it is... Half seven. Seven thirty-six. Seven thirty-six. So, yeah, um, and we're up to 137 participants on the project. So we have 980 trackers to give out. Long way to go. Lots more data to collect, but I think it's going to be really good. So, just quick round table. What's what is everyone looking forward to? What are the highlights for everyone around this table over the next three days? Uh, for me, learning more about the, the way that they're going to integrate the channel piece together better, because I think so far it's been a bit sketchy. Um, obviously, it's a work in progress, but I'm, I'm keen to understand, as are the partners that are here that we've brought out and been speaking with, to understand how they can better bring the two channel pieces together. So that's what I'm looking forward to. That's a good one. That's something we can really take back and, and is really valuable to our partner community as well. Yeah, absolutely. We, yeah. we, we need to show them. We need to handhold them through this process. I think so. I think I, sorry, I, I, I sat through the Global Partner Summit this morning, or this afternoon, uh, this morning, if you're back in the UK. Um, and to me, they made a clear point of at Dell World in Austin in October, there was 1,500 partners, and they thought that was successful. Today, there was over 4,000 in the exhibition hall today, at just wow. here for Channel Partner, Global Partner Summit. So it really indicates what we're doing in the, in the channel for Dell EMC at the moment. Good, 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 good. So, Adam, what are you looking forward to most? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm excited to hear what's going to happen with these platforms as they come together. And I think, uh, you know, lots of talk in the U.S. around engineered solutions coming from Dell. And I think uh, having a, a portfolio end-to-end, right, for the first time from, uh, from a Heritage Dell, Heritage EMC side. Uh, just excited about market opportunity. And I think having these technologies merge together and, and seeing what's uh, in store for the future really excites me. Yeah, that's what we said on the first podcast, wasn't it, when we sat down and went through why we were excited about yeah. the merger it was all about exactly what you just said there so yeah excellent fantastic Mark what are you looking forward to I'm looking forward to spending time with the vendor looking forward to spending time with the partners yeah um, there's been an awful lot of excitement um, you know for the UK people have travelled a long way to come here yeah. and, and it's about making sure they maximise their time we work with them they're really really excited um, and there's going to be some good things coming out of it yeah, fantastic we've seen the fantastic well I'm personally really looking forward to hearing Tim's, Tim Berners-Lee speak tomorrow yeah I am I think that's going to be a really really good one and also absolutely 
being a techie with Adam, it's seeing how these platforms come together. And for me, it's also seeing how the federation comes together because there is some absolutely incredible technology in that federation. Pivotal, freaking amazing. You know, uh, VCE, absolutely amazing. Um, Virtual Stream, brilliant technology. There's a lot of really, really good stuff in there. And I really want to see how they're going to meld it all together and turn it into a really succinct offering that helps partners to really differentiate against uh, against competition. So watch this space. So anyway, that's uh, I think that's it for the introduction. And next time you hear us, we'll, we'll have some guests. We'll have some. Uh, we'll be back on talking about the show and what we've liked and the various sessions that we've gone to. And uh, yeah, we'll keep you informed. And uh, if you can't, obviously, you can't be here which is a shame so we'll, we'll keep you up to date we'll have a drink for you we'll have a drink for you <laughs> and, and, we'll a, and not sleep for you yeah <laughs> we'll see you soon so welcome back and uh, we have, uh, we're being joined now by, uh, by someone that I think is going to be a very interesting 10 minutes to listen so um, so from. Hi, I'm Nick Kuklu. I'm from MasterCard on the consulting side of the business in MasterCard Advisors. My job actually is a very unique job. I have the responsibility of global data and analytics for MasterCard Advisors. So again, the goal for us is how can we take data, actually produce revenue, increase IT capabilities, analytic capabilities, and be able to actually protect all that all the way through the clusters that we actually create every day. So four or five years ago, that wasn't even, there was very little around data security yeah. in the cluster. So the nice part was, fast forward four years, what we can now say is you can secure data in a Hadoop cluster just as well as you can in a traditional data warehouse. Or even getting to the point where it's data element level. So that's the non-sexy part of our story. The sexier part of our story actually is when we start getting into where we think the next evolution of big data. So the first one, all about speed, all about efficiency, offloading, cost savings, things like that. This next wave, though, is actually taking the advanced analytics, the machine learning, and actually the artificial intelligence will probably be the third wave. But being able to actually move uh, the analysis closer to the transaction, yeah. closer to where it's happening, so that we can try to detect fraud quicker, faster, and better so that you as a consumer can have a good experience knowing that if I use my MasterCard, which I highly recommend that everyone uses, <laughs> once you use that card that you can use with confidence knowing I have a better likelihood that all my data is being protected. Yep. And, and basically also the banks know that the person using that card is basically you. So all good things there. So as we look at this, what we're trying to now apply is machine learning. Can we take that one million rules that we apply to nearly almost every transaction can we get it and done in real time? Can we start the process of that and get as close as we can? So when you think about 160 million transactions, can we start to actually move that right at point of sale? And that's, we're beginning to see some of that progress in the last year and a half. So I mean, I suppose the biggest, the biggest question for me is, when you're MasterCard, where on earth, you know, you said cost consolidation and things like that, but where do you start? I mean, how, how do, what's the thinking behind how you, how you even start to quantify this? Well, actually, the best part for us is when we bring in consulting, one of the things that we deal with is the question is where do we start? And it is with the use case. So again, as we take a look at it, is we had a very specific use case. Yep. Can we solve for cost savings? And then all of a sudden we realized as we iterated around that hypothesis, other hypotheses started to come out. So as we tell people, unless you can tie your use case to a business initiative, which then allows you to, once you get that business initiative, moves it to strategy, moves it to metrics, and you can measure it. Yep. That's the place where you want to start. Because if you don't, all you're doing is boiling the ocean. You're building out a data, data swamp, not a data <laughs> lake. Right? And, and that's the big part people kind of look at you like, well, is that where we should start? It's like, is that going to move the needle? Will that help you make your bonus? No. Will that help you actually meet the EPS that you need out on, on the market? What are you looking to be able to accomplish? Start there, and then let's start to look at the data that you have available. And if that data is available to you, let's start to do the analysis and iterate. Yep. If it's not, let's find the data that you're going to need in order to prove out that hypothesis. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So, I mean, once you've, once you've proven that, I mean, 
I suppose without needing to be too geeky, because I appreciate that we do have listeners who are not all techies, um, but what technology stack do you, do you start to look at? I mean, how on earth, how do you start to decide technology choices and, and sort of... Well, it's actually been an evolution. So four years ago, our technology stack looks very different than where it is today. Yeah. So when we take a look at how you start to look at the technologies, first it's your distribution platform. Right? And as you look at those distribution platforms, you also see what comes with those distribution platforms. For us, it's actually security. So which, if you're talking, you know, Hortonworks, Cloudera, any of those type of new platforms, the question you should be asking is, how do you take care of your data security? First and foremost, that's our first question. Which actually, yeah, talking about those sort of big data, security, as I've seen it in, the reality, in reality, is a complete afterthought. Yeah. It is, and that's, that's actually where a lot of people, why a lot of the financial institutions and a lot of your you know, brokerage, insurance, we have a lot of big data in themselves, and even some of the merchants started to let it go because security wasn't it. The sexy part, I keep using that word, but the sexy part was acquisition, cross-sell, upsell, how do I get better marketing out? And at that point, you're like, yeah, but then you've put so much data potentially in the clear in these particular stacks that it's a happy hunting ground so here's a question for you. How do you um, keep pace with the business's demand for agility when you're implementing security first? Because I suppose, I think one of the main reasons we've seen security become a second or an afterthought is because, you know, the, the, the business is demanding quicker and quicker results. So people are like, okay, well, security just is a, is a necessary layer and I'll, I'll do it afterwards. But, you know, we found ret putting retrospective security in place is just not impossible. Well, no, the thing for us is what we've done, which I think is really good, is we've actually brought the compliance, the regulatory people to the table. Mm -hmm. So as we look at the new products and services that we're rolling out, we've got the compliance people there. They're, they're not there to say no. So we've actually got a nice move between operations, to technology, yeah. and even compliance to say, okay, this is what we need to build. How do we do that? Yeah. A lot of companies don't because they're like, if I bring security into the mix, I'm going to have an attorney saying no. So you've got to be able to get to the attorney and say, and explain, we are trying to solve this business problem, which leads back to this strategy, which leads back to these metrics. Yeah. Once you can prove that out, then they'll start to say, all right, let's see what we can do versus just saying no. Yeah. So here's another question then. Uh, Operationally inside of MasterCard, how did you deal with the sort of the building the bridges between um, the security team and the big data team? That's another, just thinking out loud, there's another problem that a lot of people come up with is, um, you know, we don't really want to get the security guys involved with, with the big data, with the analytics guys, because everyone has dragged everyone down and no one wants to take responsibility. I mean, how did you do that, MasterCard? I mean, that must be a colossal task. Well, actually, we have what's called a data usage team. And that data oh. usage team spans between the two. So the question from operations is, I mean, from the InfoSec side is, all right, this is the data we have to protect, right? We have to do something with it. From the operations side on the data usage team, and there's participation, they're like, these are the problems we're solving. Just like I said before, they have to talk to each other. And because that data usage team sees pretty much similar problems, they can start to create categories saying, hey, if we want to solve this problem, okay, we've done that before, we can say yes to things within these parameters. If it's a new one, let's take a look at that, let's get it back to the business within, I think we have almost, there's this SLA of less than five to seven business days, so you don't slow things wow. down. That team is really unique in the way it's structured because it's not there to be a hindrance, it's there actually to protect from product development all the way through to implementation. So do you think that's a, I mean, that's a, a really fascinating answer. It wasn't actually the answer I was thinking you'd give at all. I thought you were probably going to say that you had sort of regular meetings, but no. having a dedicated a data usage team, that's really fascinating. So that data usage, I mean, how did, how did you come up with that idea? How did you oh, that wasn't mine. That actually sits with our chief, uh, Joanne Stonier, yeah. who is basically our infosec, uh, our, our, what he called our chief information officer. Um, she and herself, she takes care of all our data usage. When we started to do Dell products, there was a need for it. She stepped up, and believe it or not, she's actually from our legal team. And it was her idea to say, we want to be at the table yeah. so that we can actually make sure the products are getting to market in a proper fashion. So it was her brainchild, and then as they began to work through things, they just started to actually figure out ways to say yes or alternative things to do to make the answer yes versus no. And it was a mindset at the top of the organization yeah. that made that change work. That's incredible. Absolutely incredible. So just sort of to, to, to wrap things up, you mentioned very briefly about sort of what the future holds, but really what, why, I mean, so first and foremost, what, what is the de sort of the future of MasterCard? And more importantly, why, um, you know, why are you going to that future? I mean, Miles Anders. Well, the future for us is digital. So yeah. digital payments. 
Um, so we've, we're, we've just purchased a company which is now out in the public, VocalLink, ACH type of payments, and digital. Again, getting people to go to a cashless society. Um, because one, cashless is actually far safer worldwide. Um, and secondly, from our perspective, as people are moving everything to their wallet, even their connected cars like we see here you know, in, this, in the auditorium, people are going to be doing more and more commerce. That is the one place, as we see the digital space, where adoption is at double-digit rates. Yeah. And so for us, it is digital. And how do we make that digital payment just as secure as the card swipe or you know, chip and pin? So for us, it is digital. For us, it's also being able to understand how we can make commerce easier. Okay. So uh, what sort of big data technology is going to come into that sort of making... I mean, you know, when you take a look at it, what's really nice now is the workbenches that we're seeing from the different distributions. Um, for example, the way, I'll just use Cloudera, for example, yep. the way their workbench operates and be able to bring in Python and you bring in Solar and you bring in Spark and just being able to start to see those technologies now have that layer above it to allow each one of those silo technologies to work and interact together. Yeah. We used to be able, you had to do that manually. Yeah, it was right? a, lot of hard, a lot of heavy lifting. So, yeah, exactly. And for us, that was, again, as we started to create that stitching, what was nice is as we went back into the community, we, we started, the community was actually starting to demand it. So really where that technology goes, the basics, the basis is there. But really what we started is the workbenches, the data classification, data glossary, data profiling that'll go up front and upon ingestion yep. are also technologies that are gonna help as you move through being able to tag and do attribute-based security within the metadata as it goes through the cluster. Fantastic. So those technologies are what we're seeing is starting to come out in the next 12 to 18 months, which are going to be very important, or at least we believe, to help us yeah, move forward. 100%. Well, look, thank you ever so much for coming on. It's an absolute pleasure yep. to have someone who's really at the pinnacle of big data and uh, really pushing the limits. So thank you very much. My pleasure as well. Thank Cheers. you. Thank you. So hi and welcome back. We are here now with Splunk, uh, who have very kindly come and said they're going to come talk to us a little bit about their product. So first and foremost, who do we have? Well, thank you for having us. You're it's more great than to welcome. Be here. Um, I'm Hilary Faracci de Vila Foresta, and I am the uh, Dell EMC Global Alliance Manager for Splunk. Fantastic. And I'm Kara Gillis. I work in product marketing for partners, Fantastic. including Dell EMC. Brilliant. So, uh, so first and foremost, um, we start with a really stupid question because the honest truth is a lot of our um, a lot of people listening won't will have heard of Splunk. They don't know what it really is. So, so in in as short a time as possible, because I appreciate actually some of the SEs could probably talk for about three days about this. <laughs> um, what do we do? What is Splunk? Yeah. Yeah, Splunk is awesome. I think that's okay, a good we're enough. Done. We're, we're, no, done. We're, we're done. We're magic. done. We're magic. We're magic. It's not Splunk. It's magic. Yeah, exactly. Or no, it's not magic. It's Splunk. That's actually yeah, exactly. the ad campaign. So, <laughs> so to be short-winded, um, Splunk is a big data analytics software. It's a platform for operational intelligence, and what that really translates to is that we ingest any kind of unstructured data that you can think of, log files, um, anything from servers, from networking, from IoT devices. We take all that, we put it into a single pane of glass, into software, and we make sense of it for businesses. And we actually Perfect. solve business problems. There you go. So, are you familiar with machine data? I certainly am. Okay. I, I happen to have written this uh, platform that we sit before us. Oh, good. We're ahead. Because as you know, <laughs> if you think about that, for an individual, much less an organization, ma machine data is massive. It's growing. It's huge. And we're working really closely with Dell EMC to be able to harness that data and not only harness it, but then analyze it and provide that business value and insight for customers. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, yeah. I mean... We've asked all the vendors that have come on today. Um, so why why are you here? What what do you what do you want to get out of um, being a Delhi EMC World? What's the value to Splunk of uh, of being a Delhi EMC World? Well, I have to say I am so excited about the Dell EMC technologies and the Dell digital transformation. Um, I've even seen the commercials on TV, so I've been managing the Lions for over a year. And it's so exciting to me now with Dell EMC together to be able to perform a scalable end-to-end -end infrastructure. You have server, yep. you have storage, you have networking. And Splunk is able to analyze and ingest data across the board, server, storage, industry. So we're very much a natural fit. Yeah. We can very much layer onto Dell EMC infrastructure and get that operational insight across the board. We're not a one-trick pony per se. Yeah. We're not a singular solution. We solve problems based uh, we solve problems and, and are able to provide those solutions. So yeah. across It's really because of our customers. Yeah. Our customers yeah. want to deploy Splunk on Dell EMC converged infrastructure. Um, we therefore take 
uh, you know, all of the Dell EMC portfolio. We provide reference uh, architectures. We provide cool. um, VBlock, VxRail, mm -hmm. Blueprint Solutions. And then we enable you to run Splunk on whatever you'd like. And yeah. you can build it or buy it. So what, I stopped you in this flow there, please keep going. Oh no, I was going to say, well we go way back. So uh, Splunk is, is a fairly young company and some of the first servers that we deployed Splunk on were Dell servers. And when I came aboard, wow. I actually went down to the engineering team and I said, well how much of our Splunk lands on Dell, Dell gear? And we had such a relationship then. So that's fantastic. It's a very native, very organic relationship. And we've had a lot of history about how to deploy Splunk on Dell EMC servers. We've now expanded that to storage, scalable storage with the Isilon, um, with the, the different solutions. Extreme IO. Yeah, Extreme IO. Fantastic. So, I mean, what differentiates Splunk from other, from other products? I mean, so one of the things, speaking very crudely about your beautiful product, um, that I like about it is it's a platform. It's mm -hmm. not an app. And I think one of the things that uh, a lot of people, and I think one of the biggest problems I find and the biggest, and hopefully you can help me to, to put this into nicer, more succinct answer, is, um, is when people use analytics and they think of analytics, they're talking about analytics as an app. They're exactly. not thinking of it as a platform. And, and when they want to try and basically bring multiple data sources together, they've got to break apps apart and, and, and connect them via you know bits of wet string. You know, how does Splunk essentially act as a platform rather than an app? I think you have to be developer-centric. Um, which is something we're actively working on. We yep. enable vendors or individuals to develop apps to pull in any data source into Splunk. So I think when you think of a platform, you think, can I develop on that platform? Mm -hmm. And Splunk Base is our app store. It's free. Uh, I'd say 97% of the apps on Splunk Base are free for people to just wow. run and pull in data from any vendor that they could think of. To, you know, and then a lot of them actually come with, uh, so there's a difference between an add-on, which actually ingests the data, and then an app, which actually provides visualizations or uh, dashboards yep. that can be automatically useful as soon as you download it. And yeah. it takes like seconds. We have hundreds of them on our Splunk base. And so I think that really differentiates us because we think of everything agnostically. Um, you can pull in Dell EMC data sources, but you can also pull in AWS you know, yeah. uh, data sources. We think of everything as just another data source because we think that when you have all of those data sources consolidated in one single pane of glass, that's when the magic happens, when you have cross-use case visibility, when you can see across your security environment, you can have across your IT operations environment, you, you can pull in business analytics data, you can pull in stuff from devices. Like, yeah. that is something that differentiates us. No one else has the breadth and the scale and the depth, I think, uh, because we just enable anybody to develop an app and then pull in that data. Well, bam! I tell you what, I want to get into you, with you an argument. Um, <laughs> so um, I don't, I don't see us arguing. I think we are in agreement about how great Splunk is. <laughs> We're two apps on the platform. <laughs> um, so you speak about the sort of the platform and, and the apps that's on top of the platform. So what sort of what sort of use cases is Splunk really good for then? I mean, what what are the sort of top ten apps if that even exists or? What are the biggest use cases you guys get involved in? So Splunk started in the early 2000s with IT operations. So actually our two founders um, interviewed 100 different customers that they had worked with and that were in their network. And they were like, what is something that's a big problem that nobody else is solving? And they found out that nobody was really systematically uh, looking at log files. Log files were like printed out. People would take hours to figure out what the pro what the issue was. The mean time to resolution could have been days at that point. And so they were like, "Why don't we create like a Google for log files?" Oh. And so that was the original use case. And that's most of our that has been most of our business until I'd say the last like five years. Security has become the second like huge area. We actually have the number one SIM, according to Gartner, with enterprise security, our premium product that sits on top of Core Splunk for security wow. use cases. Um, and then we also have emerging uh, market groups that are right now incubating really cool use cases in business analytics and IoT. So you'll have to stay tuned for that. Wow, fantastic. So, I mean, I mean we use Splunk and, and we're, we, you know, we're your global distributor and we're very proud to be that. Um, but what do you see the future of the channel being? You know, do you see a lot of, uh, do you see the partners? I mean, first and foremost, Where's the opportunity for the partner working with Splunk? You know, do, is it to build apps? Is it to is it to help to sort of deploy it as a platform? Is it to all of the above? It's to help their customers solve business problems. Yeah. It really is. And if you think about back-end infrastructure that's needed to support that, the opportunity is twofold. So the opportunity is really in uh, enabling our customers 
um, by providing the right infrastructure, servers, storage, networking. Uh, they may need additional nodes. They, they need more storage, certainly, to handle all of that data coming in. And then Splunk with the ingest rates, uh, the more customers utilize Splunk, the more they get to know it, the more they want to know about their data. Yep. And that translates into more infrastructure purchases. That uh, translates to larger ingest rates for Splunk. And that is a deeper penetration for our partners to our customers to help them, I mean, at the, at the essence, solve problems. Yeah, I think more specifically, um, so for a reseller, I think we've just finalized and launched our Partner Plus program for uh, resellers. Uh, once again, we've also, we have a new professional services program. Uh, we have standardized our discounts. We have deal registration. We have a new partner portal coming, which we've talked about. We have uh, bundles that are actually putting together uh, apps for specific use cases that, um, at like a little bit of a discount with customer success and professional services actually wrapped into that, which we can sub contract to professional services partners. We want to expand uh, the, the campaigns that we run with partners. We want to do more co-branding. We want to have them run, you know, like more stuff that we do internally. Uh, we can't, we can't grow without our partners. Our partner ecosystem is the most important thing uh, for our business today. Um, Dell EMC is one of those partners. Absolutely. They're both a technology and a reseller partner. Yep. And Arrow is incredibly important to us as well Absolutely. from distribution. Good. We have to say that because it's my podcast. <laughs> no, we, we <laughs> love Arrow. No, I, I just, of course. We have a very good relationship across um, across Europe and across, obviously, North And you've America's. done such a cool job today with this, this awesome misfit. Yeah. dashboard that we've been running. Yeah. Taylor no, been... Crump from Splunk is the least healthiest person right there. Let is me she... explain that. Let me qualify that. So Taylor... <laughs> oh, no, no that's, no, that's the healthiest. Look, that's the oh, top... Oh, that's the healthiest. Healthiest people. Actually, no, the... Taylor got the top 10 healthiest. Look at that. She did. Yeah. And she gets the least amount of sleep. I don't know what? how she does it. Well, it's simple because she keeps moving around. She doesn't stop. I don't know So whenever everyone else is asleep, she's still collecting points. <laughs> Do our listeners know what you're referring to? Yes, we, we have spoken at length about the Delhi oh, World platform. Oh, okay. Um, but obviously, uh, I'm but glad yeah, my so, name isn't up here. Yeah, my name. Yeah, so just just to very very quickly reiterate, in case you've joined the podcast late, um, we've actually got so as well as the uh, the core platform that we built, we've actually also decided to name and shame. But also, <laughs> yeah, there um, are people's names on the dashboard yeah. all over. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, everyone's everyone's real names <laughs> in the must do better list. Um, but then we've also you know given a little you know a little treat, a little bit of opportunity to to bragging rights to ten top top ten healthiest people. And to reiterate, Taylor is on the top ten healthiest people. We can't at keep WMC up with World. her. We just can't. She's our global marketing lead at Splunk. She's obviously she's amazing. very, very busy. This, very busy. This Dell yes. EMC world, because <laughs> um, she's collected a lot of points. So yeah. Cool. Look, guys, thank you ever so much for coming on. Real thank pleasure. You for us. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoy the rest of your Dell EMC world. Absolutely. We'll thank you very much. You. Cheers, guys. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Okay, hi and welcome back to the podcast. It's end of day two, and um, I'm joined, as always, by Adam, and, uh, and we have a special guest. We have Bo the Booth Babe. Bo, introduce yourself. <laughs> Bo Gilbo with the Arrow Value Recovery, which would now be called Sustainable Technology Solutions. Oh, Sustainable Technology Solutions. Sexy. There's a there's a sexy plug for you. Absolutely. Um, fantastic. So, so, Bo, honestly, my friend, we could today we could not have done it without you. We have been mobbed. Yes. All day. Absolutely. This is me giving you a standing ovation. Oh, <laughs> you guys are way too nice. Except Adam's sitting down. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> but no, so it's been, it's been crazy. Um, so a couple of questions for you. Sure. What's the message been back from, from the partners you've spoken to, you know, and then the customers you've spoken to about what we're trying to achieve here? Well, first and foremost, you know, um, people were impressed about Arrow being the, the sensor to sunset technology company that yep. we are. Mm -hmm. And uh, they thought this experiment uh, was very appropriate because of the fact that, you know, big data is the amazing new trend coming out there. Absolutely. And that Arrow is right on the forefront of it. And, uh, you know, they're getting a good kick out of seeing, well, am I sleeping a lot or not? <laughs> right. uh, walking around or not? Yeah. So it's been very, very fun and very, very well re uh, received. Brilliant. Brilliant. And have people been enjoying the, uh, the dashboards that we've got behind us and uh, looking at... So we, we've got some... We went a bit lighthearted on this one, and we've uh, we, so we've created some serious dashboards like top ten calorie burners. But then we've also got things like uh, top ten people who slept the least, um, and uh, and yeah, and they we, come back and love to take the picture of the screen with their name on it. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, we've we've had some people I'm pretty sure who are going to be staying out late tonight to, to make that top ten. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, it's I would the trophy. So. Yeah. yeah. 
So one of the thing, fun things we've got coming up tomorrow is um, we're actually going to do a hackathon with uh, the guys from EMC, their analytics team, the guy from Splunk and us. And, um, and basically what we're going to do is we're going to take the data that we've collected from Dell EMC world and we're going to create interesting outcomes, something that is different that we haven't seen in the data yet. Hmm. And I've come up with my, my idea. I'm going to share it with you guys now. So one of the, thing, the interesting things is if, if you have set up all night, there's every possibility you're going to fall asleep in one of the sessions. And the data that we collect says not just how long you slept, but when you slept to and from. Interesting. So yeah. can we figure out who... So basically, we're going to build a chart saying who fell asleep through a session. Like <laughs> top 10 session slippers? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Uh, Dell might want to know that one. <laughs> <laughs> sadly, <laughs> sadly, we don't have any GPS, but if we could... If we could now, to, to give you a plug, David, your session absolutely well attended Thank you very and very well received. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. No, we've been, I was really, really proud of that. Really, really happy. It was absolutely nothing to do with the fact we were giving away free, free misfits. Well, of course. Um, <laughs> No, no, I think, uh, you know, it's a great opportunity. I think we went there with a very... Uh, do you know what? One of the things I've been most proud about from this year is we've been very Arrow-centric. Yes. We've not been talking about what we can do in an EMC world, what we can do in a Splunk world, what we can do in a... We've been talking about what we can do mm -hmm. as Arrow, our value, rather yeah. than the value that we sort of derive by, pro you know, by sort of proxy to the, the vendor. And I think that's something that we've been really, really bad at in the past is saying... Well, you know, we do the best this, you know, it's a bit of a race to the bottom when you start talking about, well, we do, you know, we talk about EMC better than the others. Who cares, to hey, be quite frank? I, I couldn't agree more. You know, I tell my team here in the U.S. that I, I say, hey, look at the badge that you wear and be proud of that name. Absolutely. Right? Like, Absolutely. it's awesome that we have these relationships with these vendors and suppliers. But at the end of the day, your badge says Arrow. And Absolutely. be proud of that. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and you know, for the 85-year-old technology company that we are, yep. um, we're, we're definitely the highest, highly most regarded agnostic technology yeah. company. I mean, one of the things I've really enjoyed about this is, uh, is people keep coming to us and going, well, you know, why are you doing this? I'm like, well, we're doing this because we can. We're doing this because I'd rather showcase our technical abilities, our ability to bring data together by doing a really interesting project than sit there and hand out pens and go, do you want to talk about how you partner with us? You know, because it just doesn't talk to anything, really. And I think you summed it up really nicely yesterday, actually. Uh, you know, Bo said, you know, sometimes booth duty can be horrible. Mm -hmm. But when you've got a really interesting message, something that has real context to the market, there's something that actually you're quite proud of showing off, and blimey, we had something to be proud of yesterday. We were literally swamped by people. Um, it's nice. It's actually quite enjoyable being on the booth. Oh, absolutely. Um, yep. As much as it was exhausting today. Uh -huh. So, no, no, but it's been brilliant. Thank you for that compliment, too. Wow, I had a moment. <laughs> <laughs> as no. every booth babe should. <laughs> no, it was really good fun. And, um, and I think that, as I say, the biggest problem that we've got to start thinking about, and uh, maybe that'll be a, a thought for a beer tonight, will be what on earth are we going to do next year? Yeah. Oh. So, oh yeah. Suggestions on, a, on an envelope, podcast listeners, because um, I think we're going to need we're going to need it. Um, well, that would be interesting to open it up right, to our oh. partners. And be like, what would you like yeah. to see us build? Yeah. Well, I mean, so look. On a serious note, everyone who's listening to this, hit us up on our um, our Twitter handle at How Happy Is LND, and um, you know, give us some suggestions. You know, put it forward or at David Fern or does anyone else have is on Twitter or anything here? Oh, yeah, you can hit me up. It's it's uh, at a cat bag, which is a c a t b a g. We'll discuss that afterwards. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, send us your suggestions because uh, you know, I think one of the most valuable, one of the biggest lessons I think lots of people have learned about Arrow since we've been here for the last two days is. Arrow is not just about one product. Actually, the value of distribution is bringing together the sort of disparate um, bits into a really interesting outcome. You know, you can't do all this. So EMC will openly say, you know, we are storage and we're blooming good at it. But the reality is the reason that we have these vendor villages is because it's the ecosystem of everything around us. It's, it's the Horton Works, the Cloud Eras, the, you know, Toshibas, the... Uh, Nutanix, VMware, so I'm just looking, literally looking around the show as we go, Brocade, RSA, Pivotal. It's that complementary ecosystem of bits that is valuable. And the reality is distribution is perfectly positioned 
the end of the day, it's our business to know all these vendors. We are perfectly positioned to build these solutions and turn them into reality. I could agree more. I often uh, liken us to Intel and Intel's position, right? Intel alone isn't isn't something, right? They, well, maybe they are, but uh, <laughs> you know, they never used to be. I, yeah. Sure, right? But ultimately, they're they're partnering with people, but but they are, they are the core of what happens, and, and a lot of what we see at the show here is driven by those guys. And um, I, I think that integration and the role that Arrow plays, yep. as you're describing, David, is is, is spot on. And I must admit, so we've um, we've often discussed in the UK uh, a possible opportunity to sort of build a marketing campaign around, just like Intel used to have Intel inside, and then you bought it, you ended up buying a PC, not because it said Dell or HP right. or whatever on it, but because it had Intel in it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they engineered the commercials, so at the end of every commercial, we would have Intel inside. Why don't we have Arrow inside? Interesting. You know, so literally you create an entire marketing strategy around the fact that actually Arrow was the engineering force, the design force, the consultancy force that actually brought that product to get all that solution or the outcome together right. and delivered it. Hmm. Watch I this like space. It. That's right. Like Intriguing. I'll, I'll grab Michelle later. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> now you want a job in marketing, I see. <laughs> <laughs> all jobs, please. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, really. But no, so guys, thank you so much. Bo, obviously you're back again tomorrow. Thank you so much for today. It's My been pleasure. unbelievable, ridiculously busy. Day two, um, I've never seen the Vendor Village so busy in all my times coming to um, Delhi MC World. So that's been really good. Indeed. Yeah. Yep. We need thicker carpet. <laughs> oh God, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll add that to the list of requests for next year. <laughs> expect you to be back. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not coming if Bo's not so simple as that. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you very much for your time. And uh, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Cheers. Brilliant. It's been a good show. It's been a very good show. It's been a very, very good show. Um, I think for me, the highlight um, has definitely been the partner, inter- partner interaction. Um, we've had some really good conversations with partners and I think you know there's a lot of people out there will say well can you have had those discussions back in the UK yeah we could but to have them across here when you're surrounded by the technology you're surrounded by the people you're surrounded by the um, the atmosphere I yep. think it um, it's been really good and I've had nothing but positive feedback from our, our partners and also to meet all our partners in one place and to be able to have that Focused, that really focused, really succinct conversation. I think is really important. Yeah, and that's what different. That's what I think. That's what these trade shows are all about. It's about, you know. So we go to when we go to like um, Canales in Spain. You know, you never get all of the important, all the decision makers from from the, your biggest partners and your biggest uh, customers in one place at one time. It's the same for here. It's the same, you know. And I've always found that really valuable about these shows is the opportunities to network, opportunities to get on with people. We are currently joined by Adam and myself. And uh, I just want to know, Adam, what have been some of your best bits of the show so far? It's day two. It's, um, what, day two? Day three? Blimey. It's day three, yeah. Last day, day there. Yeah. <laughs> these, these, these longer shows, I tell you what, they do take it out of you. Especially with our booth that has been absolutely rammed constantly. That's been phenomenal. A yeah. great message this year. I think best ever. Well, I mean, yeah, very appropriate, right? Yeah. Very appropriate. Better than handing out pens or handing out pens or or crash planes, <laughs> right? For, the, for those of you who are here, will know all about the crash plane. Um, so come on, Adam, give us some give us some of your highlights. Ah, so you, you can't go wrong with keynotes any day, right? I, I really appreciated what Pat had to say yesterday on yeah. stage, right? Uh, lots of innovation from VMware, continual innovation from those guys. Uh, developer-ready infrastructure, right? We continue to talk about moving and designing applications, third platform, making it easy, right? Pivotal ingestion, integration, um, amazing stuff. Uh, what else did he have to say? Um, you know, PC as a service? That one was interesting, right? PC as a service? What? PC as a service. I, Elaborate. I haven't really uh, got down to the bottom of, of what it looks like or what it is, but it seems to be the idea of... Uh, Dell managing the PC for you and you just using it as oh, like, a piece of infrastructure rather than spending the dollars to go buy it and, and deploy your operating system. Okay, so it's so. more of a commercial wraparound. It's a bit like print as a service that we've had for a few years. It seems to be. Okay. Yeah, yeah. more learning to do there, definitely. Uh, do you see that being something that will be appropriate to our business, though? <laughs> well. Because at the end of the day, I've always said 
Uh, lots of people say, well, you know, it's quite small for it's quite a small opportunity, but anything at a large enough scale becomes an enterprise opportunity, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's a great question. I mean, fundamentally, we don't really focus on that client side. It's never been a, a strategy for us. But I think as we continue to see IoT, right, and we continue to see uh, intelligent edge grow, yep. uh, I, I, we might have to revisit. I think you know, we might I agree. have to look there. I don't think we're ever going to be doing ones and twos, um, tower boxes and, and laptops. But especially that that plays really neatly into the enterprise. Because why would an enterprise want to buy a, a buy a buy a laptop right. when they could just rent a laptop? Right. And then as soon as it comes to end of life, which is maybe what two three years, they can just swap it out and get another one. Yeah. Makes much more sense. Yeah. Uh, Leasing a car, right? Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What, what else do I have written down here? Uh, Goulden, right? You gave a, a good conversation. Lots of announcements. Yeah. Right around the product set there. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's interesting to hear him talk and and, and now cover um, the Dell technology stack, right? Their ISG stack. It's it's interesting to to listen to these guys get up there and, and talk about server, which is something that's uh, yeah. is new. You know, <laughs> it's, it's 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 just strange. Mm. Strange to hear him talk about that, but. Uh, Good announcements there. I, I think Gen 14, they talked about today on stage, the announcements. Um, I, I guess in typical EMC fashion, maybe one of the uh, uh, the worst kept secrets. I think everybody <laughs> knew that right, it was coming. Yeah. Uh, not exactly what. Uh, you know, but we continue to see innovation there driven by Intel, clearly. Yep. Um, and, and exciting, right, to, uh, to hear what's going on there. Cool. So that's the keynotes covered off. But what have been... Uh, so have you been to any of the sessions? Have you been to... Uh, any of the breakouts? Yeah, so it's so a couple of them, right? We went to uh, uh, early Monday morning, right, at 8.30 session, which is, uh, uh, as you know, right, the, the one session that perhaps you and I would get a chance to go to at a show like this <laughs> yeah. before things get uh, just crazy Hectic, busy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and, and it was on, uh, you know, uh, storage containers, right, and EMC code, which I don't know what you guys are hearing over in the UK about that. Uh, not much that I know of. Yeah, so it's a pretty interesting project in, in the Americas, right? Headed up by uh, a couple individuals that have spent some time at EMC in different roles uh, and, and now running this code. And, and really, it's about uh, um, managing storage as code, right? And, and moving that into a, a container, uh, which is interesting. Um, and so lots of good questions, lots of good conversation. Uh, I, I'm not sure that I clearly understand exactly what's happening, but, uh, mm. you know, the idea of using a scale I.O., which integrates into... Uh, uh, Kubernetes and then being able to manage your storage differently is, is interesting, right? That is interesting. So I mean, essentially, it's almost taking the software-defined storage thing to the next level, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that my understanding of, of containers itself is really this idea of, of packaging um, the operating system, right, with the application and making that portable as opposed to attaching it to, um, you know, a hypervisor dependency. Yeah. And so so the message I got out of that was, well, let's do the same thing. Right? Let's attach the storage to the application from a container point of view and make it portable, which is very interesting. That is interesting. Right? So I think I think that was a highlight for me, certainly one that I have written down and say, oh, I got to go back and learn more. Yeah, definitely. I'll be really interested to understand how that actually works in a, in a sand world. In a, that's quite interesting. Yeah, well, good yeah. stuff. Yeah. So many interesting customers, any sort of interesting meetings? Always, always great to see our partners at these shows. Absolutely. Uh, interesting to sit down and talk to them about, you know, what are they thinking? What are they seeing? What are they doing? Uh, you know, I think as we continue to bring these two families together of, of Heritage, Dell Heritage, EMC, and bring them into this new Dell Technologies world, I think everybody's still trying to figure out what's the role, what's, what's you know, the true opportunity behind it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we had a great luncheon yesterday with a bunch of our partners, and, and my message to them was, I couldn't be more excited about the technologies coming together. And I think, I, I think we talked about this uh, uh, on Monday, right, about having that one stack Right, to really go in and talk about it and create these solutions, right? And not have to worry about, you know, how does A fit with B and how does B fit with C and, and whatnot. And, and I, I still think there's an element of that, right, from just yeah. a pure technical architecture standpoint. But from a branding point of view and being able to go, okay, I want to go to one source and I want to bring this idea. Yeah. I want to create an architecture, right? Uh, and, and I just want it to work, you know? And I think that, that this is an opportunity for our partners to not only rethink how they go to market, um, and how they need to retool, right? but uh, but but a, a good spot for us to collectively come together as a community and go. All right, what are we going to do here? Right, yeah. what is the opportunity? So I, I still think a, a lot of learning. Um, I think seeing these partners come together at this event has helped. Uh, I, I think the size was shocking to a few. 
Um, God, yeah, it's so funny. I was literally just talking to a partner a second ago who said, you know, I've been to this, I've been to that, I've been to the other, but this is just off the chart. <laughs> and it, you know what it is? I mean, so how many people do they think is actually here? Oh, I think... Uh, so here's some pretty big numbers banded around. I, I, think, I, I think I heard 13,500 was the number Burton threw up. Wow. Yeah, a lot That's of people. A lot of people. That's right, yeah. Yeah, I, I always uh, I always tease my kids uh, and my uh, my wife. I'm like, hey, I'm uh, I'm going to see thirteen thousand of my closest brothers. <laughs> I love that. That's such a such a classic, great way to uh, great way to put it. So, I mean, what uh, do you guys run any events when you get back? So, um, so what we do in the UK, um, and obviously everyone who's listening, all more than welcome to come. But we actually do sort of um, remote. Uh, mini Delhi MC Worlds where we'll take the messaging that we've learned here and we run events back in the UK to sort of educate all the partners that couldn't make it out to Delhi MC World um, and actually give them an opportunity to hear the messaging to, to see some of the presentations to sort of get an opportunity to feel like they've actually been part of it is that something you guys do in in America? Yeah, ab- absolutely. And so we call those uh, uh, Delium's World Road Shows. Yeah, right? we take I think we call them exactly the same thing. <laughs> uh, excellent, excellent. Yeah, and, and same concept, right? An opportunity for the partners to come, and even those that were at the show, right? To give them an opportunity to digest, come back, hear the message again, and ask some questions in a, a more, shout, uh, yeah. a more know, intimate environment. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, because it's, um, it's quite daunting to ask questions in, in the main sessions and in the uh, in the breakout sessions because obviously you're in front of a lot of your peers and if the question gets literally shot down you are you feel a bit stupid uh, yeah right? <laughs> <laughs> always going to make sure that doesn't happen uh, yeah that's, that's a mistake you only repeat once but no cool so fantastic well look Adam it's been an absolute pleasure thank you very much for your time and uh, any closing thoughts uh, just, I, I think it's been great, right? Again, I, I'm super excited about uh, the work that you guys have done over here with the How Happy Is London project. To see it in the U.S. is amazing, right? Yeah. To see our, our branding come together is uh, one arrow. Yeah. Uh, just unbelievable. Great job. Fantastic Thank job with the project. Um, again, I just I couldn't be more excited leaving this show, I think, with all the opportunity that's ahead, uh, regardless of what theater you sit in. Uh, the messaging is strong. Uh, it, it's good to see Michael up there, the, the pride that he has. Uh, in his organization, yeah, you know? yeah he, really, he really did look very, that's a great way to put it actually, he really looked very proud of, of what, what they'd achieved as a team. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think on the channel side, right, there's still some work to be done. I think John and team and Marius are working on it, but uh, good things in store for sure. So yeah. thank you, it, it's been a pleasure. No, absolute pleasure. Well look, we've got a bit of a problem on our hands. That's the only, the only last thing I'd say is we've got a real problem on our hands. And what's up? What are we going to do next year? <laughs> you know, it's uh, <laughs> that's funny. That's uh, we we were already thinking about that last night, it's speculating. I I don't know. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna have to go bigger. Yep. Bolder. Yep. And ultimately better. I think so. And I've absolutely no idea we're gonna do it. But I think <laughs> once again, collaborating together, I think we'll get there. No, look, Adam, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for your hospitality since we've been here. And uh, yeah, this is. Uh, it's been brilliant. It's been epic. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank right, you buddy. so much, man. No worries. Speak soon. Yep. Cheers, uh, mate. Yep. So, um, so very quickly, Mark, your best bits, what have they been? So my best bits, just, just to reiterate, has been the, um, the interaction um, with, with our partners. It's been the interaction with my EMEA colleagues, my global colleagues. Um, I'm going to go all corporate on you now. This is this has been a one-hour initiative, and it's been great to see everyone buy it into it. It has. And at, at the actual show, you know, have you seen any good sessions? Have you been into any good? Obviously, the Global Partner Summit was pretty good. The Global you know. Partner Summit was, um, you know, to take us onto that next step of the journey with the, the program being released. Um, to hear the way the channel is being driven, I think. I think we've we've gone through some challenging times, and I think Delhi MC have held their hands up and said, "Yeah, you know, we've hit a we've had a, a rough journey for the first quarter, first yeah. like four months." Um, but I think the fact that they've acknowledged that, they've addressed that, and it's going to get better, and it's going to get better soon. Yeah, and and for those of you who don't know, Arrow actually won um, OEM Partner of the Year. We did Global OEM did. Partner of the Year. So, well done. Big up to our Arrow, colleagues over there. Yeah, well done, Arrow Intelligent Systems, for winning that. That was really uh, quite a big accolade, so congratulations. Yeah, totally. So, moving on to after the show, 
you know, what, what's the, how do we take this message and make sure that all the partners back in the UK that didn't hear this and, you know, missed out on, on Delhi MC, how do we, Delhi MC World, how do we get the message back out to them and all the good things we've learned here? So, I, I've already said, we, we've had a number of partners out with us here this week, um, and it's been great to have them. Um, but we're also appreciative of the fact that there's, there's partners back in the UK that haven't been able to attend. So, you know, I've asked, um, I've asked my team to, to plan uh, a roadshow for a Delhi MC World Update. Uh, we will take the messages that we've heard this week. We'll take some of the fun that we've had this week as well. We'll take it out on the road and we'll bring it to the partners. Um, so over the course of the next quarter, uh, we will be doing a southern event and we'll be doing a northern event where our goal for that is to make sure that those that have been left behind haven't truly been left behind. Yeah. Um, and we will we'll make sure that you get the same messaging and we'll, we'll bring some of the guys in that have been presenting. But actually, you know, let, let's make sure that the entire channel business in, in the UK is, is up to speed so that we can move forward to deliver a, a really strong remainder of this year um, for everyone. Perfect. Fantastic. Well, on that, I think it's time to, uh, time to end our time here at Delhi MC World. You're going to break into song? No, but I might, I might use my standard podcast ending of On That Bombshell. But we're really a bombshell. <laughs> I think it's been a really good show. Do you know? I must admit, this has been the year of the Vendor Village. This this has been. This is normally a ghost town. At what is it? In the UK, it's twenty three nineteen. In the here, that also is on the UK time. Ah, there we go. Three nineteen. So it's three nineteen. And our stand is still mobbed. I can oh. see one, two, three, four. Six rows of people still staring at our screen, still yep. talking to our colleague, still yep. growing. Trying to see where they are on the list of, you know, good and bad people. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And it's been really successful. I'm very, very happy. Um, yeah, so, enough hey. said. Boom. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, right Mark, thank you. pleasure. Thank you very much for inviting us and, you know, the bandwidth uh, studio. And, uh, well, we'll be back next year. See you next year. See you next year. Cheers, buddy. Thanks. Bye.